Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Elliot, Gary, and Charlie are going to be discussing the idea of rest and its importance in your ministry, the balance of when and where you need to find rest. But make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Nice. Yeah, you've been you've been doing your homework. It's not homework. I'm naturally <laughs> good at this type of stuff. Like that is true. Not maybe not naturally, but like after. No, there's a but there's a bit of like like natural in there. We need like a music, like a. Yeah. And then once that happens, it goes. And then it goes. <laughs> you were more of a rap like like beat. In the trenches and in, in the trenches and era 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 in the trenches. Yes. I'm gonna like use that. that this week. There you go. Use it. All right. What's going on, everybody? I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to emphasize that again for everybody listening right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Charlie, and I'm here with my good friends Elliot and Gary. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a great day to be in SoCal, even though it feels like we are in the Imperial Valley. Um, it's a great day to be in SoCal, even though we're in Norco. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, fun fact: Norco had their power shut off on Tuesday, and I would like and, it, and no out. one even noticed. <laughs> they were just like riding their horses <laughs> and out on the ranch. No, bro, it was like a hundred and like five degrees oh, here. I was yeah, like, that's true. this sucked. I'm sitting in my office, and it just went. And I was like, this is creepy. I don't know what's more creepy. Like, to me personally, I feel like being in a church oh. when it's pitch black is the creepiest thing in the no, world. So haunted. I don't even believe in ghosts, but it's <laughs> scary, bro. Dude, the first time I ever walked through our church sanctuary with the lights off, we had just got done doing a funeral. Oh. And it was like later in the night and someone said, oh, the casket. They were playing with me. They're like, oh, the casket is still inside the sanctuary. And I'm walking through in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I was freaked out. Dude, when out. I do lockup at our church, I I run like a little boy taking the trash out <laughs> at his house. Like seriously, from like the offices to the front door, I'll try to be cool sometimes. Be like, no, I'm not scared. But then something in my brain is like, what if the devil is behind <laughs> you? You know, like, and I'm Wait, like, I don't want to see that. Did you say there's a casket in here with a body? And <laughs> no, <laughs> Gary was on his phone while we were talking. We were talking about the first time he was in the church alone. And some there was a funeral, and someone told him there was a casket in the church. Dang. Yeah, it freaked me out. I was an intern here, and I was, like, locking up after the night, yeah. and I was like, this is so sketchy. Churches are spooky for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. we used to. I used to have a, another guy that worked with me named Jeff Hansen. We would literally figure out ways to scare each other, whoever had lockup, like oh. drive back to the church at night just to <laughs> wait somewhere <laughs> in an office while they're locking up. Dude, that's that's the creepiest, but yeah. I think everyone can agree that locking up a church in the middle of the night is probably one of the most terrifying things yeah. in the world. I love your analogy, though, of like a little kid running the trash can, like oh, yeah. trash bag out. Because I used to always do that. I hit record speeds <laughs> when I do that, bro. Like, I yeah. could Usain Bolt type speed when I'm when I'm scared running. The best part is, is like me in middle school, I would still do that. But I was like this like short, chubby kid in middle school. And so the oh, funny thing is... <laughs> I can't. Rel- I don't. I wouldn't know what that was like. Yeah, I'm just know. trying to relate to you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, how fast were you guys? <laughs> the thing for Elliot that's good is you slimmed out. I yeah. stayed big, so it's like. But you're like football big. You're yeah, like yeah, you wear it well. Like it's. I hide it well. Okay. <laughs> it's your it's your spanks that you wear every day. <laughs> it's the overalls, 
But we're not here to talk about Spanx or fashion because that's what we need Wyatt for. But yes. we are talking about this idea and concept of rest in youth ministry, why it is important, why we should do it. And I think it was a, a very like timely podcast, especially as summer's coming. And I think for um, speaking for us three in the room today, I think a lot of us are for us three. We have these schedules right now that are just slammed. Yeah. And um, especially with summer camp coming up, Elliot, you're transitioning into a, a new role in ministry. I'm kind of doing the same exact thing. And it's brought so much more weight and so much more stress. And on top of that, Gary is a lead pastor as well as yeah. a youth pastor as well as yeah, helping as well plan as summer camp. Yeah, exactly. and, and a husband. DYD. Man, I was <laughs> looking at my schedule. And between uh, July 16th to August 8th, I only sleep in my bed two times, maybe. Bro. Dude, I only sleep in Gary's bed like three <laughs> times during all that. But uh, wait, wait, what? Uh, um, Tanner and Amy aren't at every camp, you know. <laughs> we got, yeah, uh, we're best friends, bro. It's yeah, just homie, butt to yeah. butt. But it's all good. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leave it in there. Leave it in there. Um, yeah, I, I will. No, leave it dude, in there. I was looking at my schedule, and here's the deal. Like I've been, I was talking to somebody about this and it's like busyness doesn't make you more important. Yes. You know, I think yes. we could talk about that later, but, um, summer is, I think for most youth pastors, it's like our busiest season. We got camps and, and helping do all the camps along with like this new transition. It is kind of like the perfect storm. And like, I, I've been looking at even just from this week on, yeah, Mondays are like the only day on my calendar that I don't have something booked for it you know whether it's a youth service or our church does like our midweek sort of thing you know like there's something whether it's for me being the youth pastor of la palma youth alive or uh socal youth ministry like there's something on the the calendar almost every day yeah and then i mean like when we get to camp i love that busyness we have five camps this year and uh i can't wait for it man especially having not had camp last year Mm-hmm. I can't wait to be up at Pinecrest. So yeah. that that's like a good business. And I think all of it, like we, we have a youth beach day tomorrow, you know, like just certain things that you look at it in light of your full schedule and are like, oh my goodness, there's so much that I have to do. Yeah. But when you start to look at it thing by thing, going to the beach with students and leaders is fun. Yeah. yeah. There's logistics and things you got to cover, but but it's cool. I, you know, we could get into some of this. Yeah. Well, actually, let's stuff. just talk about that right now. You, you brought it up, the idea of like, hey, we're, and we'll get into the idea of rest. But the, the concept you said, just because your schedule is busy doesn't mean you're doing stuff that's like important. Yeah. And I think at times, I know for me specifically, when I was first starting off in ministry, it's like I wanted my schedule to be busy because I felt like I was important. And it's like, uh, I think Craig Rochelle says it, or one of those bigger leaders, it's like learning to say no. And saying yes to the like, the important things, yes to what God's really calling you to, and um, really just I'll just open that up right now is that that idea of like what should we make sure we're fitting in our schedules? What should like how one how to say no? Two how should we fill our schedules? Yeah. Well, I think you'll discover this, and Elliot's beginning to discover this is you know it changes in seasons, yeah. and you know I can remember like all the different stages and all the different seasons. I can remember being a single youth pastor. And I said no to nothing. Like I was, <laughs> yeah. I was out all the time with students and picking them up from school and yeah. hanging out every night and all of those different things. And then uh, you know I got married and um, that changed and and we had more kids and that changed. And so 
you know, it especially becomes so important that you learn to really have a schedule. Like one of the things I teach interns, one of the things I teach young youth pastors is instantly you have a, a computer in your pocket with mm-hmm. an incredible calendar on it. If you are in ministry and you're not using a calendar, you're doomed for yeah. burnout because you need a calendar, one, to make sure you're doing simple things. And can I tell you something as youth pastors? Total side note. If someone calls you or messages you, call them back. Like mm-hmm. that's one someone taught me years ago, and I think that's some youth good. pastors – um, just need to be reminded about that, but um, but it, it's about getting the idea of of scheduling things and keeping a schedule and guarding your schedule and um, making sure you know you guys both have wives, making sure your wives or if you're a female youth yeah. pastor, your husband um, has a say in that schedule. Like yeah. my calendar and Amy's calendar are linked, and it's the best thing that ever happened to our marriage because she can remind me of things and she, she knows, and, and this was taught to me by a youth pastor years ago when I was first married is your wife has to have veto power over your schedule yeah. at times because yeah. I mean, we're, we're all three the same. We'll say yes to everything. We'll go speak at any youth group and we'll keep going a hundred miles yeah. an hour. We have to have someone in our life that says no. Yeah. You're t- it's too much. Yeah. And being okay with it. That's like one of the hardest yeah. things for mm-hmm. me is like, I like I, like you just said like we're all the same. We'll say yes to pretty much everything. But when I, I heard Justin Knoll say it on one of the podcasts that he does, and that was something so hard for me to really wrap my mind around because of me not being okay with my wife saying, "Hey, you should not go to that. Hey, you need to be home this night." Because it's like for so long I was that like I just want to go go go, and so it took a while for me to be able to be okay saying no and being okay to have someone else speaking to my life saying no. Yeah, I think. Um, this concept of rest is like important and I think it gets talked about in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and uh, I think we hear a lot of like conferences or whatever just like the especially pastor conferences like really hammering in this idea of like you need rest and I think it's because it's important I mean it's it's biblical yeah it's scriptural like even in uh, the way the idea of Sabbath you know like it's something that not only are we like supposed to do we're commanded to do Mm -hmm. um and so I think honoring that is smart. But one thing that I've I've learned, even just from the time of like interning with Gary, I remember figuring out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do ministry, figuring out where I wanted to go to be trained. And I was looking at a few different options. One had like girls that I was into, you know, and then uh, Gary's was where I was supposed to go. But in one of the conversations where Gary was like, you're not hearing from God, you need to come and do my internship. One of the things that really sold me on it that he was right about was you can go to these programs or even like internships at churches or spiritual development things we even just do with our youth. And it's not realistic a lot of the times for how real life and real ministry goes. And that's one of the things Gary was saying. He's like, yeah, we're going to read books together. Mm -hmm. Yes, there will be like, you know, time for you to do devotional, but it's going to be very normal. It's not going to be this, you know, um, and I'm not trying to put like anything on be- on blast, but I, I think of like a master's commission or something like that. A lot of those things can be sometimes very dramatic Yeah. Uh, in that, you know, you, it's normal for like an internship program to say like, oh, you can't date. But then mm. some of those take it to the next level and they're like, you can't even look at the opposite <laughs> sex. And it's like, what does that, how is that helping anybody? I don't know yeah. if that's creating like realistic Don't even get me started in boundaries. some of those programs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just... I'm saying my point in bringing all this up is just when it comes to rest, I think, yes, having these like things you say no to uh, making sure to prioritize rest is important. But I think 
what we have to be better about as leaders is just understanding how to make rest a regular part of what we do, like how to find rest in what we're doing. You know, it's sort of uh, like like I mentioned um, how how busy our schedules are, you know. What you need to understand, all the listeners to this, your family is the most important thing. Your family has to come before your ministry. Um, And I think that gets said a lot. And and so it's worth us saying, yes, put your family first. Put your husband, put your wife, put your children before your ministry. That That is key. Make sure that that is at the top of your mind. But it doesn't always have to be them or this yeah like there is a way to balance it there is a way to to do both well and it, it's it's taking sometimes it's those moments of rest you know mm-hmm. it isn't always some sometimes you do get to a place where you're like i need a vacation i need a week i need a month right pastors take sabbaticals i i get that and yeah. i understand getting to that point of needing that intentional rest but there are just those seasons sometimes full years where you're just you're not finding those those full moments, but you can still find rest mm-hmm. in what you're doing, right? Like I think of last weekend, I've been having to go to these regional gatherings for the SoCal Network, trying to, you know, get that money, baby, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> get that support for being a missionary. I want to have a sound bite for that part. Cha-ching! Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, so I'm going around to these things and, and it, every weekend I'm having to go to one of them. And a lot of them are kind of far um and i was just at one in visalia and it worked out the network was able to get us a room and so i was able to talk to tanner and and see if it worked with her schedule and tanner and sawyer and i went up to visalia went and saw the um sequoias like sort of just made a a one day family vacation out of what we were already having to do and so i think like there's moments like that where you can you can implement both of what you're doing you know because i just think and Gary can talk about this a little bit too, especially like it's one thing to be married and have a family. But one thing that I'm getting so sick of is seeing rest like idolized or used as an excuse to not do what you're called to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're talking about that, the single youth pastor, you know, dude, you should be with your students every chance you get. I get, you know, like take, take rest. Okay. Understand we, this is already spoken at the beginning. We, love rest you right. need rest but it, there there's just this thing i was seeing even in just like kids who were coming from christian college that were just being leaders that were just like i just need some me time i hate and that like, phrase i just so, i just don't use that i just want to kick them in the I head i just need to <laughs> say i just need to say no to this and i'm like that's not what that means bro yeah. like serving is a part of what we're called to do no yes. one's taking advantage of like Dude. you ne- you need to you need to be in service and like you need to be like that's what always gets me is when people are like, I'm just, I have homework, I have work, and I have youth. And so I need balance. And so the thing that I'm going to say no to is church. And it's like, what? That is definitely not, that's not the idea of balance. I saw, or rest. I saw a pastor one time break down this, like um, and the hours in a week, you know, mm. with five, like seven days, 24 hours, and how much time you really have giving like a huge amount of time to sleep, amount to work, amount to school. Uh, amount to just some other things and you still had all these hours of time and people just waste a lot of time and i think the problem with with rest and when it comes to that i think when people think of rest they think of sleep and Mm -hmm. it's rest that's not necessarily rest yeah um rest is being able to unplug your your mind and and kind of just kind of 
just have some time, you know. Yeah. So rest for me isn't just taking a nap. Rest for me is in the morning going for a run. I know, like, physically yeah. that's not resting. But my body and my mind are, are resting in that point of yeah. I just get some time to just quiet or whatever and you know so rest doesn't always look like a, a vacation or like a, a sleep rest yeah. can be just something that you really enjoy or something that kind of unplugs you for a little bit just to recharge you yeah. yeah well and that's that's what i'm even saying about like if you we talked about this i was listening back i forget what episode it was but we we're just talking about like the idea of like do you like being around students mm-hmm. you know because this this podcast is for youth ministry specific and so rest in the context of youth ministry like do you enjoy being around students because if not then every single thing you're doing is going to be draining to you though that that you know midweek service that you're doing is going to kill you you're going to hate it that you know event that you're you're putting on where you got pizza you got games you know you're going to go home and just feel drained camp you're going to want to die at the end of it all (laughs) but if you love students then yes you're still going to be exhausted after youth night but there's this fulfillment that comes from it and and there's like rest to it i enjoy being around my leadership team i enjoy being around my students and so yes it's a lot of work to set up youth and to tear down youth and to do all that stuff and uh i'm i need some rest at the end of it all but there is even like a sense of i don't know if rest is the right word but there's a fulfillment in doing what i'm doing you know um and i think that is far more important than like just scheduling out rest which you you need to do have have vacation time have even days of the week that are are, you know sacred to your family but also you got to learn to ebb and flow with that because because I don't know. And maybe it's just personally for me and, and Gary, especially we, we kind of run and work the, the same way. Um, but it's, it's really hard for me to say this day of the week is a no go because there's just so many things that, that happen and that we end up doing. Um, so what I've had to learn to do is find intentional rest in the midst of it. And that's, that's a lot of just like from learning and watching Gary is I know his family is priority to him even though he still does so many things for youth ministry. Like it doesn't always have to be either or. And, and, and you will know that, like allow the Holy Spirit to, um, you know, prompt you and guide you in navigating this. Cause I think, uh, if you're at a place where you are not prioritizing what matters most, then yeah, you need to rearrange some yeah. things in your life, but it doesn't, I just hate the idea that it always has to be this either or, you know, like we gotta, something's gotta be laid down here and it's like you can make rest a regular part of what you're doing um it just will take some intentionality it's finding balance because i think everyone's built differently you know there's some people that that need more of that time than others you know i would say amy and i um especially in the season we are now we can go a million miles an hour and we're doing okay and we find our time to rest we find our quiet time we find our time to do discipleship and and all of those things but i think everyone is built different and just kind of figuring out how you're built and if you know like you're the type that just dies at a certain point then make sure go to bed early do what you need to do figure out what what your schedule needs to look like so you're at your best so i feel like some people just have to put some work into how they're doing their weekly schedule instead of just kind of um going 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 figure out you know put time in your schedule to know like I'm the type of person that I can't stay up late and operate the next morning. Like I could stay up um, all night and then get up the next morning with a couple hours sleep. No problem. I can operate like a normal day. But my wife on the other hand is not built like that. Mm -hmm. You know, she's in bed by like 10 o'clock, nine 30 and she's great. But, um, 
but you know so it's just figuring out how you're built how it works and 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 kind of operating in that knowing that yeah i think that's even like key to touch on too you guys have really kind of like shared this thought of like as leaders and as youth pastors, like having that schedule is so important for our day-to-day lives of whatever we're doing, whether within youth ministry, whether in family or whatever else is going on, but also making sure we are putting that time to the side for our day of rest. But there's one thing, and this isn't, and I didn't want to go this route, but um, Elliot said this of like the, the fact of serving and the fact of like that work, that work ethic behind it. Um, and I could be completely wrong, but again, this is just who, like you just said, Gary, like just being built different than other people or whatnot but it's like i tend to find myself working six days a week and then that saturday is that day where it's like all right we are shutting off today we're just relaxing and we're not going to do too much um and i think at times too we will find ourselves going into oh i need my two days of rest or i need three days of rest or whatever it is and if that's how you are that's great but also there's that side that jesus calls every one of us to work jesus calls every one of us to make sure we are serving him and doing that kingdom work and i think sometimes we can like you said elliot outweigh that with oh i need to make sure i'm getting my rest but there's something that gary said um just really quick on when it comes to shutting your brain down, Gary said that he'd like to go out and um, take long runs on the beach. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things for me personally is riding I my horse, <laughs> no. shooting my gun sometimes. Um, but is, and it sounds so dumb is playing video games. Okay. Like I love playing Madden and it's funny cause I'll, get, I'll wreck you. On Madden. Don't even, bro. You, you don't gonna, want you the, the Buccaneers. I, if I, I'll play with um, uh, the who, Browns. I'll play with Jacksonville without Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. We'll, we'll end the podcast right now. Right now. <laughs> and we'll have Gary narrate what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I have it. We can do it. Um, but it I, like one of my things is like playing video games. Yeah. And like just sitting there. And whether it's just one game or two games or whatever it looks like. And what I've realized in this new season that I'm in right now is I haven't been able to do that as often. Yeah. And even though I'm still taking that Saturday off and I'm not really doing much, I still find myself waking up on Sunday like, dude, I feel like I'm just dead. And But it's being intentional and finding that time of rest, but also doing those things that will get your mind off of stuff. But at the same time, on your days of rest still finding time to spend with God. Because at the end of the day, yeah. God's the one that's going to bring you rest. God's the one that's going to bring you peace. And I think a lot of times as youth pastors, because youth pastor being a youth minister, our job is God. Our job is spreading the gospel. And so when it comes to rest, we feel like I'm shutting everything off, and that includes reading, that includes praying. Yeah, but sort of to what you're saying, I think that is like a mindset that we get kind of messed up in, in like I need to make time for God. And mm. I think like what we need to get better at is just s- seeing God in everything. Yeah. You know, like the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And it's not talking about like pray and dear God, I, you know, and you're just like, yeah, f- until you die. And then you say, amen. It's like this idea of being focused and aware of God. Like, can you be aware of God and honor God while you're playing video games? Yeah. Like, I don't think we can't. We, we think a lot of the time super compartmentalized you know and it's just like i need to do this and i need to do this and then i need to do this and then i need to spend time with god and then i need to spend time with my family that's how i am definitely Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm a checklist type of person you know like i gotta get this done this done this done and if i did it all i feel like i accomplished today if i missed something then i failed you know and so it's like 
instead of thinking that way, that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like you got to make rest a part of who you are and mm. what you do. Um, and, and yes, still make intentional time for it, but like be spending. And I'm not saying like, don't do Devo anymore. Just spend time <laughs> with God. But I'm just saying like, we should be spending time with God all the time. Like yeah. that is who God is. And that's what God wants us to walk in and, and live like, um, rather than kind of compartmentalizing and be like, check, I spent my time with God this morning. Okay, good. Now I can do this, this, and this. And, and I think like rest is kind of similar because I think rest really does. We think of rest as that like time with God, because the ultimate refreshment you'll ever get for your soul isn't just, you know, taking a nap or hanging out and playing video games. It's just having God refuel you, you know, yeah. spending that time with him is the ultimate refreshing that you'll ever get. Um, but, y you know, like speaking of like refreshing, I think of like our refresher like that. There are different definitions for rest mm. rather than just taking a vacation i find like those uh, youth pastor events the training events so refueling to me not not really because of the content that i get out of it but just one of the best things for my soul is to be around people i love mm. like but also if you're married you need to learn how your spouse is is refueled and refreshed because tanner one of the best things that can ever happen for her is to just spend time alone mm -hmm. you know if, if I say no to something for her and Sawyer, it's the best thing in the world. So it's that balance. She knows that like when I'm around people, when I'm around our friends and, and we're having a good time, that's rest for me. Yeah. And for her, I understand that when we're just at home watching movies, just the family, that's rest for her. And so you, you kind of make that balance, you know? Yeah. I'm like the same exact way where it's like I'd much rather just be by myself and not be around other people. Cause like when you said the refresher, like I love that, that the refresher and I loved being there and it was a great time to communicate and just hang out with everybody. But for me personally, like I didn't feel refreshed right afterwards. Cause again, I was around people. And it's funny that I got in like, God has me in youth ministry and just in ministry in general, because I'd much rather just kind of be by myself and just, I don't know, riding my horse apparently, yeah. but shirtless. Um, <laughs> um, but exactly like you said, Elliot, it's finding who you are, the way, how God made you, and also the same way when it comes to your spouse, yeah. um, I think is great. One time your wife uh, messaged me. I don't know if you know this. She messaged me, and she's like, uh, hey, Elliot's not going to go. I'm pulling the veto card. <laughs> to what? what was I don't even remember. I don't remember. I like, but I had respect, like 100%, yeah. Tanner. Respect that's, that's that you'd, you'd send that to me. But also respect that you're willing to pull the veto card. Yeah, and that's a that's a trick Gary taught us. Always give your spouse the the veto option. And yeah. if they start, you you know, if Tanner was like, he's not going to camp, I'm vetoing it. It's like, okay, you need to meet with people in your spouse because that's <laughs> not good. But but w the way she used it was was good. It was an extra thing that I was able to say no to, but I wanted to say yes to, and she was just like. I veto that. Yeah. Hey, it's something that Charlie was just saying, you know, Psalms 23 says this. It says, this is, mm. the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And, and I think too many times um, youth pastors don't give God the time to restore their soul. Yeah. And, and so much of rest and happens in restoration and, um, I so it's important that youth pastors. I th I've seen youth pastors who say, "I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I'm so burnt out on this." And the fact is, they're just tired. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and not every time. I know burnout's a real thing, but I think there's times when they just haven't given God the time to restore their soul. We have to have that time. And and I th- this is what comes with maturity. This is what comes with not just age maturity, but spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. For me especially, I look back and, you know, I'd sleep in and wake up all groggy and tired and just kind of frustrated. I mean, I remember there's a time like my whole family just wouldn't talk to me until like 11 a.m. or 12 because I just wasn't a happy guy. But I've learned now the importance of, of getting some sleep, but getting up early. Um, like I never thought I'd be that guy that gets up early, but get up early. The very first thing I do every single morning, every single morning, even Sundays is get up early, grab some coffee, um, just get into the word. I'm doing the Bible in a year right now. And so just get some time in the word, get some time in prayer. And can I tell you, it's been one of the best things for me in my life since I've started doing that. It's, it's improved my life. It's improved my marriage. It's improved my ministry. And so much of it has to do with I'm starting my day off with giving God a chance just to restore my soul and yeah. restore my attitude and restore my thought process. And, and I, I don't start my day tired and worn out just climbing out of bed. I start my day kind of refreshed and renewed, and it's made such a huge difference in my life. Yeah, I think that's the that's the idea is like you got to put rest not just into your schedule but into every day and that is ultimately what rest is that restoration of your soul like just getting time to decompress is not bad and it's good but if you're not again you talk about priorities relationship with god is the very most important relationship you have in your life and i think we preach that we teach that but we don't always live that we understand it but do we practice it and then your family and then your ministry but the thing is all of that can correlate together if you're doing it effectively, you know? And, yeah. uh, and a, a thing I would say too, is like something I've had to navigate as a youth pastor is like, you're always going to be able to feel like oh, I wasted my time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what I had to learn was spending oh. time with my family or even just spending time playing video games or yeah. whatever. I would, I'd feel bad if I spent a day just with Tanner watching movies even though that's that's really good for us and for me because i'm like oh i could have been you know i could have had a student over i could have went with somebody to lunch like i could have done this i could like and i would feel guilty for that like you gotta allow yourself to not feel guilty for for doing that type of stuff because it's super important um but again if that's all you're doing right that's something you got to look at If, if all you're ever doing is just watching movies with your wife or like going out you're not spending time with students then you gotta you're you're doing too much rest you know yeah. like you've got to be doing this this effectively um and balanced yeah. yeah but on that too and and kind of not to to switch i think it has to do with the same thing is if i can teach you guys and any young youth pastors um w- something that i think could really help is learn how to vacation mm. like I didn't know how to do that. Like there was a points where I, I had like five weeks of vacation a year and, and I wouldn't ever use them all because I would just, and I, and I didn't wear it like a badge. I just let myself get so busy and we'd have camp and then convention and then winter camp. And I, I just didn't leave room for that. And so, um, you know, I, and, and I, even with my kids, my youngest is in the room with us today and he's been all over the world. He's been to Romania or uh, Panama. He's been to England and, um, 
in Ireland and all kinds of places. But and, and in my mind, I thought, oh, they travel with me. They go with me. They go speak with me at places. They do things with me. But I've learned, especially in the last five or six years, how important it is to set aside a time for vacation where where it's not just um, they're getting me on a mission trip or they're getting me at a camp or they're getting me. But we're literally going on vacation. And, yeah. Um, we, so we've done everything from cruises. Uh, you know, we've rented an Airbnb this summer uh, in Palm Springs that we're going to go do. But really figuring out um, how to vacation, even if you can't afford a big vacation, yeah. how to do it at home. And yeah. um, But making that time to vacation well, not making your kids vacation be summer camp because yeah. it's in the mountains, it's rested. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, don't do it. Yeah, that's so true. Like we're talking a lot about, you know. Uh, finding rest in every day but i fully echo what gary's saying like yeah. I, I say at least once a year and again if you're able to i know that there's so many things but make yourself able to even if it's just a, a weekend vacation you know like it yeah. is very important to just have that intentional time of like we are resting together as a family um and it, it's it's so important yeah and i think that's and and we we can kind of end on this but Dude, sorry my parents they we like would vacation every year and my like mom will even say now she's like we made a decision when you guys were young uh of like whether we would save for you guys' college or vacation and we're just like <laughs> we're we're gonna go on vacations uh and and it's like i appreciate that you know like the memories we made and again that's just kind of like a joke but it's true they were just like we're gonna go on trips we won't be able to pay for their college, but we're, and, and we didn't go on these elaborate trips, you yeah. know, but on a pastor's salary, sometimes that's the decision you got to make of like yeah. college or going on a trip every year. And I'm glad they chose what they did, honestly, because it's just like, we needed that, yeah. Mini especially ministry life. This is a podcast for pastors, youth pastors specifically. Ministry gets tough, even if mm -hmm. you love what you're doing, you know, it isn't always um, super fun. There are some really messy parts to what we're doing and emotionally exhausting things that we have to go through. And so, yeah, take that time to just, uh, to vacation. Sometimes you might go with some other youth pastors you, you love, like that helps too with the scheduling. But y the thing is you can, we're really busy, right? I'm looking at my calendar and your guys' calendar. We are very busy, but even still, we are able to make time. You just yeah. you make time for what's important in your every day, in your week, in your month, in your year. You make time for what matters. And so just make time for it. Schedule it, you yeah, know, exactly. Um, and then honor that. Exactly. And I, and I just want to speak to the youth pastors that are out there right now that your spouse or your, your, your husband or your wife um, might not do youth ministry with you and they work like a, a normal job but work some crazy hours because like, right now in the season of life that I'm in my wife ever since COVID um, like lifted and we were able to come back into church my wife hasn't been but to maybe four of our youth services because of her work schedule at work right now and before that we would always see each other because she'd be getting off right at four o'clock and she'd be over at the church she'd be working with us doing all these different things and we'd be able to come home together but i think like this week i saw her maybe th a total of three hours and it's just where our schedules are at right now and like you guys just said it's being intentional with that because again not everyone um ha is able to be together at all times or be able to sit there and have their dinner together whatever the situation may be but it's being intentional and it's funny because this past weekend we spent uh, we are now married for two years as of Monday Aww. and yeah um, 
<laughs> and um, it's funny because we had set this weekend aside to go to Carlsbad um, just to get away for the weekend. And, and um, uh, it's funny because we have the tendency of like when our schedules are busy, we're like, oh, we'll push it back for another month. We'll push it back for another week or we'll push it back for another date. And it started coming up and I like said no. Like we're taking this time off. We're yeah. making sure this happens. And so I just encourage like everything that we said today is make sure we are fitting that time in to be with your spouse, to be with your family and also find rest in those moments. Yeah. Dude, you guys know that one time uh, Charlie and his wife, they work different hours and everything. Right. And so I forget. I just heard this story from Charlie's wife. But Charlie's such a good husband. He came home and the way their house is set up like the it's sort of like it's not a studio but it's it, like a studio it's kind of yeah there's like a wall that goes the the living room and the, then there's this wall that they have the tv on and the bedrooms like right behind <laughs> i know it. exactly what and story you're about to charlie share. his wife was already asleep she had like a long day at work and so he comes home all the lights are off and he had got food and so <laughs> he couldn't eat in any spot of the house because it would like make noise and Aubrey, his wife, was saying afterwards, like, he totally could have. She wasn't going to be mad or anything. But he's such a good guy and a good husband that he took his food, <laughs> likely barbecue nachos or something crazy like that, into the bathroom. And he ate his dinner in the bathroom, just sitting on the toilet, eating his dinner because he's just such a he, he cares about his wife so much. Because yeah. you didn't want to wake her up? Or yeah. yeah. No, he just wrong. likes eating on the bathroom. <laughs> he, he said it <laughs> saves time, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> just in and out. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, she's, like, up, like, sometimes, like, three or four three or four in the morning. And so it's, like, I'm not trying to wake her up coming home at, like, 11, 12 at night. And she oh. has to wake up in four hours. I wasn't sure where that story was going to go. No, nah, yeah. as soon as you start, at first I was a little nervous, but then when she started talking, I was like, ah, I what know did exactly. You, you think I'm going to share some intimate details? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Charlie and his wife. Yeah, like, first of all, why would I know that? Second of all, why would I be sharing that? Well, it scared me because you were like, Aubrey told you this. And I was like, oh, gosh, yeah, where, is me, where is this going? She told me when I was at your house with you. <laughs> we don't, like, have this message going on. She's just sending me the funny details of your life. Yeah, well. Aubrey, she's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and every, all the content that was in it. Um, Gary Elliott, thank you so much for being here today with us. Yeah. Yes. I know you're there. We're get- back in Norco. Oh, by the way, he's not in the room right now. I but know. We have our sound engineer. Robert. Robert. Scott Lady. <laughs> who is, we've been talking about him being single for so long, but he is. No longer on the market. Dating. No longer. No yeah. longer. So. Sorry to all the girls out there that were um, can I, waiting in line for writing into us. <laughs> can I can I shout out to my youngest and his girlfriend are in the room? Yes, today? Asher and Lucy Lasher. Asher, would you do a, would you do a podcast with Ashusi? Like he that shrugged. could be a good one. Ooh, like, about uh, PKs. Yeah. Oh, Asher and Sawyer <laughs> and Sawyer just going da da. Sawyer would be, be like. <laughs> I really do want to do a, a podcast with just students on it and yeah. getting the youth ministry experience from a student, but that'd be dope. And a PK one. I, yeah. I would no idea what that's like, but I wouldn't either. I don't know how to kind of raise one. I don't know how good of a job I did. We'll yeah. see. Dude, that's one thing that's like, I'm terrified of is raising a kid as a pastor's kid, but that's for another podcast for another time. All right. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any questions of anything that we said, you can reach out to us on Instagram at SoCal Youth Pastors. But other than that, we love all of y'all and we will catch you on the next podcast. See ya. Mm-hmm.